This is Abnormal Entertainment. Listening to the No Cry Zone, a progressive political podcast on the Abnormal Entertainment Network. Welcome back to the No Cry Zone. I'm John Arkin here with Rob Vidro. We're uh, with Jordan Genso joining us as a guest this week. David Hayes is on assignment. Uh, he's in China licking the banisters in public railway stations right now. Serving as a human test swab <laughs> for the kung flu, as it's been termed. The kung flu. We hope to see him back next month. And I, you know, the Wahoo unless he's contagious, then we don't want to ever see him again. <laughs> it would have to be from the Wahoo province, right? You know, Wahoo. They're just going crazy. That's right. So, all right. So uh, we're in the middle of impeachment. Oh uh, no! You know what? I got. I got to get this terminology right. Impeachment's over. He's yeah. been impeached. I got to remember that. We're in the middle of the trial. Yeah. Uh, the if you could uh, call it that. the defense has rested. As of today, they what? ran out of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, we know you're going to vote for us anyway. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're at the limbo procedure. of still not knowing if witnesses. Right. Because it's Tuesday, so. Yes, we don't know yet. Yeah, we're we still have the question and answer. Sixteen hours of that coming up soon. Right, and then they'll vote on near you. whether witnesses. So far, I heard Mitt Romney today say that he would like to hear from John Bolton. So he would presumably, although until it's cast, you can never tell, he'd presumably be at least one Republican that would vote for witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski are possible. Others? I believe the Wall Street Journal is reporting this evening that uh, McConnell doesn't have the votes to block it, but okay. I mean... Uh, not a clear right thing. It's just what's being reported. Right. Well, we'll see. Um, so, uh, as this rolls on, of course, uh, the, the Trump administration and uh, and the leader, lawyers that they he don't. Has. They've not. They've not missed a beat. They keep mm-hmm. rolling on with their agenda. Um, so, you know, if. If all predictions seem to bear out uh, that, um, uh, indeed, he will be acquitted, and that's what's going to happen. He is mm-hmm. going to be acquitted. Hold on. My 11-year-old daughter is calling me, so we're going to just take this. Yes, honey? Um, so I found a, a, a cord that works, like, but it's not the cord. Okay, for your cell phone? Yeah. Obviously, because that's what you're calling me on. Yeah. All right, so you, you've got your cell phone, you found a cord, and we're all good. Yeah, Ooh, she just said it doesn't work. Well, it does work because you're. Oh wait, it doesn't work. I guess I should listen to her. <laughs> she's just a big talker. The cord works. It's just not like the phone charger. Oh, but it's charging your phone. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I guess all right, you did listen. Sorry. All right. All right. Well, good. All right. Thank you, honey. Uh, so just keep keep it charging, and uh, if you need anything, uh, call back, and you'll be our next guest. Okay. All right. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's are you doing your podcast I could. Yes, we are. We are doing our podcast right now. Yeah, we are doing our podcast. 
and now you're on it. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the trial of the president. Um, from an 11-year-old perspective, I guess we're curious, what do you think? Um, I think he's stupid, and I think he should be impeached, but I don't think he's going to be impeached. Well, he actually is impeached. It's well, I mean, he's going to be removed from office. Right, but he probably won't be. That's impressive she knows that. Yeah. So, um... And it's funny that you both did it. You must be saying actually, this around the house. Train the house better, John. He, well, already look, did. you know us libtards. We're indoctrinating our children 24-7. Yeah. Forced watching of Rachel Maddow. Yeah. All hours of the night. Flashcards. You can imagine how it is. Does she have CNN on? No. no. Right. Are you watching CNN? What? <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. Okay, wait. Well, actually... Me and my friend looked up Donald Trump memes today, so leave me alone. Uh, oh, go. no, that's fine. Let me that just, uh, before we let you go, real quick, what was the funniest Donald Trump meme that you came across? Oh, okay. It was, it was, um, it was like a rainbow. Right. But where orange came in, it just had a bunch of Donald Trump faces. <laughs> Okay. Did it say anything? No, it was just that. Okay. Also, there was another one, but it was like a, a, a gif. And yeah. it was like, it was this, they put like a Donald Trump face on a dinosaur and a Hillary face on a dinosaur. And like the Donald Trump face like breathes fire the Hillary dinosaur and the Hillary dinosaur like shot lasers at the Trump dinosaur. It was weird. Okay. Well, that's pretty much the discourse of our political establishment now, so I And think just you... from the old guy crowd, it's called a GIF, not not a GIF. Yeah, this is I was gonna say there's a I disagree strongly. Yeah, see. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> is it a giraffe? Right. You are. All right. All right, all right, well, uh thanks for uh, your political perspective and uh we're gonna let you go. And uh, go do your go do your homework. Oh. Oh. Right. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, she's still my dad. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, pardon me for that. Well, um, that was wonderful. Thanks for the interruption. Though. Yeah, well. Um, I, I have a much more upbeat tone about impeachment now. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, where were we? Uh, so, if all predictions bear out that he'll be exonerated, and that's what it'll be, right? It'll be, Even the you are found not guilty. I'm just saying technically. Yeah. You will be found not guilty. Right, I understand that. But I'm just saying that the... the the terminology will be the Senate will find him not guilty of the crimes that are charged. And then, of course, that will be exoneration in his mind. Well, the bigger question, just for suspense, because, yes, it's pretty unsuspenseful that he, he's not going to have two-thirds vote to convict him. Right. But what if he gets, do you think he'll get a majority? Do you think any of the Republicans will actually vote to convict, you know, to cross that 50-vote threshold, right. even though it makes the same... Right outcome is the... I would say only if Bolton testifies and only if what he says is as explosive as it seems to be, which is to completely undercut their entire defense. And did I miss... Now, did I understand this correctly? Bolton gave them a copy of his book a month ago, as you're supposed to do, uh, to be vetted for any, Mm -hmm. you know, national security issues or whatever. So they've had this book for a month. Yes. So am I missing something that they just didn't read it? 
No, they read it and, and decided did, to bomb Iran. Did they wait to, <laughs> yeah. to did, did locate they, him? Yeah, I guess. Okay, all right. So that was the take on it. All right. Uh, yeah, really. I mean, Bolton because my bomb in Iran forever. My immediate take was they got it. and They're like, oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> Just didn't look at it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll read that later. Uh, but that probably makes more sense. No, I, I didn't do. expect that Trump actually read it. But I, I'm of the mindset. You have Mike Bloomberg out there running. He's got billions. He should take one for the team. Offer John Bolton twenty million for the rights to his book and release it tonight. Why wait till March? Mm-hmm. You know, put it out there now. Like, I mean, you know, it's already been reported. That would just up the pressure a little bit more. It obviously, has not worked with serious high-end publishers because <laughs> they are counting dollars right now. I mean, their their cash registers and their heads are going off. So you would have to pay Mr. Bolton twenty and Simon and Schuster, whoever the fuck it is, one hundred and fifty. Which is nothing you know, to Bloomberg, and, but and then they would still want the right so they could release it <laughs> later in a different colored book and make their point again. But there's a decent chance if. It get, the book gets subpoenaed as part of the you know the public record documentation of this trial. Mm-hmm. That it then becomes public domain regardless, just like the Mueller report. And you know then how much money is that book worth at that point? So, or, the, or the Clinton report. If we yeah. want to go back to the last impeachment, which mm-hmm. was just wonderful reading. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I mean, I like the idea. I, yeah, I agree. No, I don't. It's not going to happen. But uh, but I like the idea of Bloomberg taking one for the team. In the sense of maybe not in that sense, but you know, be, because he's a candidate, he sort of has a status, you know, that allows him uh, a bigger platform than he might otherwise have. And then, of course, his money gives him a huge megaphone. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he's pursuing an alternative strategy. He's going after all the Super Tuesday states. Uh, I guess he was in Arkansas the other day, and he's looking to rack up those. It's an interesting. I mean. It's never worked before, but in a field this divided, yeah. it's not a bad strategy. I, I don't think he'll get the nomination, but he could be a player if right. nobody has an outright majority. Mm-hmm. And say, so, you know, then it's. I mean, I will say on the maker. surface, I, I don't like the fact that Bloomberg is. I mean, like for instance, you know, he said, "Well, Bloomberg News can't cover me. I've had a big problem with that." Um, you know, there's. I have a problem with you know another white billionaire, but. Flipping that to the other side, I go, what better way to take down a fake New York billionaire than have an actual New York billionaire uh, who could buy Donald Trump ten times over? Well, I don't want him to be the nominee at all, but he has explicitly said, even if he's not the nominee, he's spending the money regardless, which that makes him one of the good guys. That alone, he's he's doing what what he can for the cause, and so I, I... have now a favorable view of him, even though I don't want him to be president, because I'm not a big fan of his policies. But. Well, I wonder about, so, you know, if, if you have, I mean, you have Tom Steyer, who's in the race, too, mm-hmm. another billionaire. Uh, you know, if these guys would put their money together, I, I guess I would like to see, or what do you think about the, the idea of running ads now in key states whose senators are watching this, who are potentially, could be potentially flipped, who are also maybe vulnerable this year or in two years? Uh, I mean, and put out like a full court press, not just a kind, not just a little. I mean, like a full court, like every commercial break, and make them really good commercials, really, really good, compelling stuff. Well, and that's where I am. 
I am really hoping he's doing it right with the Super Bowl ad that he bought. Because, right. I mean, that right there, as big of a platform as you can get for your ad, mm-hmm. and I, I, he's been doing high-quality ads. So, right. I mean, if he can knock it out of the park with a way that, you know, promotes him tangentially, but it's really about... You know, exposing the corruption of Trump or something that really exactly. breaks through to the it can't voter be a, who doesn't really pay any attention, but is going to be watching the game. I mean, it can't be a talking head. No, it can't just no. be him with a blue background going, no. you know, Trump's bad. No. It, that, it, it needs to be clips of Trump, right? Yeah, just followed by Trump points. says this, and then this happens the yeah. complete opposite. Trump says this, then this happens the complete opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to lay that case out, that and. The things that they're highlighting should be all the things that would really reinforce the notion that this guy is not for you. Right. <laughs> you he you you know. But the fraud. Yeah. Schiff tried to end with that. that he's gonna, always going to do something for Donald Trump. He's right. not going to do it. But and and the thing of it is, is he in his own head thinks that that will be the best thing for America. If you just shut up and listen. I, me doing this will will make your day, and he has millions of people that listen to him every single day and believe that. That if you would just shut up and listen, and do it Donald's way, then we'd be a better country. And you see that on display in this impeachment hearing. It, it's it's two different fucking realities that yeah. these two sides have completely. I mean, they're you know one side. I, I thought at the beginning watching shift that okay the Dems are going to play it straight. We're gonna we're gonna walk into this. We're gonna be really long and thoughtful and do all this. And it didn't matter. It did not matter. No one heard a word any anything that was said in those twenty four hours of speaking. All they heard were the well Donnie didn't do it, and that's what the newspapers run the next day is Donnie says he he didn't do it, and that's what millions of people millions of, of Americans are under the understanding of. Well, you're assuming... Most people, let's face it, most people are not following this. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll see a headline, but they won't read the article. Right. And I don't even know how many people would actually see a headline. And most people have just tuned this out. Uh, Because they've been told (laughs) that it's a foregone conclusion, so why waste your time on it? Um, It is, if anybody wants to go back and watch it, this is the smartest that any of these people will talk in their whole career. Just so you know, I've watched a lot of (laughs) C-SPAN. They are actually sounding quite coherent, and they have their shit together, and they're talking eloquently. Are you referring to the Trump's team? Both teams. I mean, both teams are really, they're hitting it out of the park for their side. Both sides are. And and they really are. Like, I've watched Schiff in, in hearings reading questions, and he doesn't have that oomph, of, yeah. you know, in front of an impeachment hearing. Yeah. This is the best that these politicians will ever be. You should watch a little bit of it. Well, that brings up a and good And the point. best part of it was the rules. The, the beginning day where they went till 2 a.m., watch those battles, because every uh, senator, or every uh, 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 representative gets time to talk about the thing that they're trying to amend and that's where all the real arguments came out. This, this is why we need him. Bolton knows this and this and this, and he has the documents, this and this and this, and we can't have these documents, this and this and this. And they lay it all out, but it was in that first day at 2 a.m., yeah. and no right. one knows about it. The news didn't even stay up for him. You know, <laughs> it just reported that all the Democrats got shut down on all of it. They didn't report about any of the things that the Democrats were claiming, and it was all new shit that you haven't heard. So yeah. if you're going to listen to any of it, 
those are the ones to listen to. Right. Well, but you, as far as his team hitting it out of the park, I mean, as long as you don't ask any questions, well, and no, as long I, as you don't do what I think was interesting, what I saw on, I guess it's MSNBC, I want to play this for you. It's a side-by-side of Ken Starr, mm-hmm. and it's um, Ken Starr now, and Ken Starr back in 1998. Within, the their, within their parameters. Talking about the same issues, the and how, <laughs> surprisingly, well, he seems Donnie's to have changed fault. his mind. That's Donnie's fault for hiring these schmucks that have this record. He could have hired any lawyer. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. They all would have. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. Ken Starr was hired for his name only. Yeah. It was, that's all it was. I mean, TV appearance. I mean, yeah, you know, right. And he, well, he's a Fox today. regular, so yeah. of course. But so let's just listen to this. House of Representatives, with all due respect, this is in these two articles of impeachment, charged a crime or violation of established law or not. Whether the president's actions are, in fact, grounds for an impeachment or some other sanction is a decision in the sole discretion of the Congress. The profound mm-hmm. danger that a presidential impeachment will be dominated by partisan considerations, that the president has misused the privileges available to his high office. Like war, impeachment is hell. No one is above the law. And then. So, you know, I mean, that was just a short clip. I mean, you could really, if you really want to dig down on the issues, he's really just done a complete flip. Uh, They Uh, are playing a part. That is what a lawyer does. He has parameters of, this is our case. And this is what we're going to argue, and they are like making people believe this bullshit that is absolute bullshit. Well, but are so they, they are hitting it out of the Are park. they it's really not, not getting anybody to change their votes? But they are holding yeah. the base strong with this argument. But the base was going to hold strong anyway. They could have gotten up there and juggled for twenty four hours, and the base yeah. would have held strong anyway. Well, just got up there and just fake news. Yeah. I mean, you know, news. which. Which is what they're doing. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. They did as best they could in mm-hmm. making a coherent right. legal argument. Yeah. It's pretty flimsy. Yes, their argument you know. sucks. Yeah. But their performance but, and, yeah. and their, okay. their and that, uh, I mean, attraction for me to listen to them, that type of stuff matters in these in these hearings. These guys are sitting there playing with their fidget twisters and shit like oh. that. They're, they're not paying attention. It, it takes an impassioned speech. To get people to go, what what's going on well, there? I don't know about you, but oh, I think shit. I think that the Bolton that revelations. I think the Bolton revelations have made a difference because today, um, Mitt Romney drank chocolate milk. No, not regular milk. <laughs> that was reported. That in? was reported. He was drinking chocolate milk. It's the first chocolate milk spotted in He's so in far Mormon. the trial. Is that I, I, so think that his church is going to have some work. So, I don't know. I'm just saying that's, you know, something's going on. There's changes afoot. Wow, that yeah. is that's like big news. I bet you that came over AP. <laughs> right. You know, I guess I, I will say this. Here's my thought, because I've been listening you know, I haven't watched the whole thing wall to wall, who can? Oh, but, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was really uh, thankful for the weekend break. When I can, when I can, I have been listening to the arguments on both sides. And what I think, I guess, whatever positive you want to take out of this is anytime you can get any group of Americans to listen to people talk about constitutional law mm-hmm. and constitutional principles and argue about it, okay, you've got one version, we've got another, but at least the notion that there is this guiding document yeah. that 
is open to interpretation, but it is a guide to how we should conduct ourselves. That is the only thing that we both have in common is we're both pointing to the same document, and that is the silver lining. It is exactly. It's a you know, teeny, teeny <laughs> silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> if any religion, they both point to the same document. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a very different outcome. Yes, yeah, you can. This is, this is true. So, uh, what's what's it all going to mean? If, if, if even if okay, so let's take your your scenario, Jordan. Let's say he he is exonerated, but it's a fifty-one to forty-nine vote or something like that. Where you know, couple uh, of Republicans you know, flipped, right? Couple of Republicans flip, and uh, you know, obviously not close to the two-thirds that are needed, but it is a majority that, that says you should go. He'll still declare victory. He'll still be exonerated in his mind. He'll still hold his rallies. He'll still use this as a you know political punching bag. Will it have? A, will it make a difference? I think being able to say, well, you know, a majority of the Senate just thought he was guilty. I think that that's a good counter, even though, yes, you know, it's kind of like with the Electoral College and popular vote. You know, he won the Electoral College, he won the presidency, but him losing the popular vote is a good counterpoint for him trying to pretend that he has a mandate, you know, mm-hmm. he was exonerated. You know, he doesn't have a majority support, right. but the system is designed where people like him can still benefit without a majority. And to your point, it has bugged the shit out of him ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did not win the popular vote. Yeah. He's yeah. just pretended that he yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah. He's just essentially just said, I did. I'm not going to talk well, about it Same thing with the Sharpie on the, the, the FEMA map and the red map that he just had right. laying on the desk the other day. <laughs> what the fuck was that? What kind of child needs that? Well, and he kept on looking at it. Did, I, did, C-SPAN oh, yeah. has great coverage of that event. Where there's just people talking, and he's just sitting there looking at that damn map like that is the most important thing in the room to him, bar none. Right. And he has to pull himself away to it's talk to the people it's, in the it's group. His yeah. Yeah. And then the map is, is false. Like, it had right. all these yeah. counties that were actually blue, all red. He just, like, painted the whole thing red, <laughs> and somebody slapped it on his desk. Oh, there's that little New York. You don't like New York, do you, sir? <laughs> oh, California doesn't like you either. Oh, you better make that one blue. Well, everybody else loves you, sir. <laughs> well, there was a book that came out uh, two weeks ago, the two Washington Post reporters, when they were talking about how back in 2017... How Mattis and um, uh, who was his national security advisor at the time? I forgot uh, the general um, McMaster. Yes, McMaster, and then um, Gary Cohen, who was his economic advisor, who were considered by most people like these are the adults in the room. And if you're if we can go back to that quaint time of <laughs> <Yeah>. 2017 when <laughs> things got look back and go, gosh, it seems so wonderful. And I remember we even were all the time talking. I thought we're in hell. We were all talking, thank God the generals are there, and then they're all gone. Yeah, and like, well, chaos is fat let it go go ahead. Anyway, they held this briefing for him at the Pentagon because they realize like he doesn't understand how the world works. He doesn't understand how the United States, diplomacy, military, doesn't really doesn't understand it, and they want to help him understand. So they get together, and they they just they realize that this is not a guy that reads intelligence briefings. The regular briefings are ignored, so there's no point in going that route. So they purposely come up with a slideshow, PowerPoint, visual demonstration, and they they adhere to a couple principles. Number one, lots of color, maps with definable boundaries of things, labels, and nearly every slide should have his name on it. Wow. Somewhere on there it has to have his name or he will not pay attention. 
And you, I'm listening to this, and you're like, oh my god. But in the course of this briefing, so they go out of their way to like make this thing for this guy, and of course it completely goes haywire. This is the meeting after which. Uh, Tillerson is supposed to have said, this guy's a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. And this is where we call that, I would not go to war with you guys, where Trump you know, berates the generals. I wouldn't go to war with you idiots. And they sit there, and it's supposedly, you know, Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, just looking down, going, okay. And uh, I, it, just stupefying. Um, the level at which, and this is 2017, I mean, we're, we're, we're almost three years later now, mm-hmm. and... None of the they, these people have all left, and what whoever's left, these are all the sycophants who they're only there because they won't say no. Um, and it is it's it's truly uh, terrifying to think that this guy is our president more than it would normally be, in the sense that, and then of course just to completely undermine uh, any confidence I had left. I don't know if you heard the. Uh, interview on Fresh Air Monday with the author talking about this book, a book called The Bomb, which is about, you know, nuclear, our nuclear arsenal and its history and its strategy and its usage. But in that interview, and it was fascinating history, but in that interview, talking about the fact that, you know, I mean, which you know, but when you hear the details of it, that the nuclear uh, arsenal is literally 100% at this one man's command. There's no check on it whatsoever. There is no chain of command. They're all trained that if he says fly those missiles, those missiles fly. Now, mm-hmm. you like to think, you like to hope that someone with half a brain would go, yeah, I don't think so. But it, that's a lot to hope on. And we're really getting to a stage with this guy that I don't know that you can just say, oh, that's a far-fetched thing. You can't really. Ah, come on, you're, ah, you're off. Yeah, yeah, come on now. Uh, it is scary. And I'll just get to my point, and then this is the point I'm trying to get to, of hearing these arguments from both sides during this trial and these different constitutional interpretations. And then what I just said about this unchecked power, you know, it's become so clear how unbalanced our balance of powers are right now. The executive yes. branch has just completely overwhelmed the other two branches. And is yeah. now at a point where it's going to just sink the other two. I mean, they're just going to become adjuncts to the executive branch. And on comes the next Hitler. Right. And you know? then that's, you know, so it won't be Trump. It's the guy after him that right. you worry about. Well, yeah, um, he's paving the way right now with his, you know, I did nothing wrong in, in <laughs> right. getting another country to assist me. But the fact the that the, but, but it's the fact that the military won't stand up to this guy. Right. In the, the military leaders won't say, and when I say stand up, I don't mean like literally yell at him, like that's not going to do any good. But they, the way they resign kind of quietly and sheepishly and just yeah. go into the night and then, then write their book and then write their book a year later where they don't really say much, just kind of like, and you're like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, I, I just don't understand. If they can't say it to this guy who's telling them to their face, disrespecting these guys to their face, I mean, could you imagine what would happen if Barack Obama said to a room full of generals, I wouldn't go to war with you idiots? Right. And berated them to their face? Could you imagine? I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so, I, okay. So how do we unbalance? How do we rebalance? 
Well, you got to take this, this kingship away from the, the executive branch. So they, they, um, a general can go in there and say, "Yes, sir, you are the the you know the man I have to bow to every single time." But then he can leave that office and do exactly what an immigrant did and file a report saying, "I don't believe this is the correct action," and send it up through the chain of command, just like he's supposed to. Right. Not write a letter on the way out. Tillerson was worried about his billions instead of what this guy was doing. I'll call him a fucking moron, but I won't stand up for my country. All of these people have their own agendas, and the military, just like you're talking of that nuclear scenario, they actually have drills where they see if anybody will stand up to that guy, and if that person does stand up to that guy in that drill... They'll freaking put him in Guantanamo. You know, they'll make well, him just, disappear yeah. until the fucking night. Well, no, they he's, just, he's so they're classified. They're not in the nuclear chain of command They can't longer. put him back into right. population again. He knows too much. He knows the fucking codes. He knows how to get into that secure facility. He could turn the other side. They have well, to make that person uh, either go away or reassign them. But he's now missing from the from the ethos of good guy in the silo. But that chain that system that we have in effect to, to for nuclear weapons is a system that was developed 50 years ago right. and has basically not been changed ever since. Even though the world has vastly changed in 50 years, that system is meant for a Soviet Union that no longer exists. Right. And, you know, this hair trigger alert and, you know, it, it just, there's no need for it. It completely needs to be redone. But that's a side point. To the rebalancing of power of, of, the, of, of these balance of powers, um, I mean, I guess I just feel like it's it's not going to ever happen under a Republican president. It's going to take a Democratic president to voluntarily give up their powers. And I guess our most recent Democratic president didn't set a very great example, to be perfectly honest, in that regard. He had a chance to rebalance the the uh, you know the uh, the issues of how the military affects diplomacy. And he didn't. Well, I mean, and I, I'm not here to bash no, Obama. No, no, I'm just no, no, saying because no. uh, I would put yeah. forth that he tried to, and what did he get yeah. for it? Because okay. look at the the most famous example from his presidency was the quote unquote red line with Syria, and then they crossed the red line, right. and people were saying, "Oh, how dare he!" You know, put a red line out there, and. You know, he can't do anything without going to Congress, so he says, okay, I'm going to do the proper thing and put it in Congress's court, let them decide whether or not we should engage militarily with Syria. And then Congress is like, no, no, I don't want that. And so then Obama got criticized for asking Congress. He got criticized for drawing a red line. He got criticized for then not going to war. He got criticized for not... You doing what you are saying? We don't want Fair the points. president to do. Fair point. And so I, I mean, yeah. No, I, I I hear what you're saying, and I guess now that you and say that, I would. I guess I do think I'll, I'll amend what I was saying before, because you know there was that brief moment in time when we, he had a majority in Congress, mm-hmm. uh, and he did try to close Guantanamo, and his own party yep. wouldn't yeah. back him on that. Yep. And so, right. So I guess the the restatement will be it'll take a Democratic president with a Democratic Congress, and you wonder why. But they would have to. It can't be. It can't be a piecemeal thing. I mean, it'd have to be a president with a you know uh, friendly Congress to give up their powers. I, I, I mean, well, see, the thing no that- one's going to give up powers, but I mean. 
draft legislation that would rebalance, I guess, and sort of turn things. I mean, the biggest thing right now to me, the easiest thing to do, easy is not the right word, the most obvious thing to do is to enforce the War Powers Act. You know, this is on the books, it's actual law, it's legislation. Mm-hmm. If you just did that, return the war-making function to the, to the Congress. Well, they'd um, have to get rid of the other... The other one that happened in 2001 that they keep... Yeah, that, that, has to be, that has to be voted down. Oh, that has to be ended. Down to get End the authorization. The say this authorization is now closed. Yeah. So no more tacking onto that for the next hundred years. Well, mm-hmm. remember back in... Yeah. Right, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, the, the, the point of all this is, is you have to remember why we are like this now and have been like this in the past where the government doesn't listen to the people and that has always been by corporate influence. Citizens United was a, a big one for us. Um, that, I think, would be your first step. As yeah. soon as you could do that and, and take care of elections and start mm. making elections fairer for everyone and where a billionaire can't just jump in and spend all his money and win or change the race or do whatever he wants to do within that race, set up rules like they have in Europe or other countries where it's very fair across the board about what happens during an election? We have a fucking free-for-all. And with every election comes all of this money, and every off-season they're out squabbling for the money that's going to come at the next election season. So our government is turned into these, you know, sniveling, you know, little beggars, basically, when it comes to corporate America. So you have to get corporate America on your side, and the perfect example of that is the Trump administration. He went out, and he's making these people rich in order for them to not be bitching at him. Because you, you were right, right? In, in Obama's time, it was the Democratic people complaining. It was the Republicans complaining. It was, uh, you know, he's the Antichrist. And all this shit was getting airtime. Now we have corporate America. How many you know companies own all of our stations here in America? We even have Russia in Washington, D.C. with Sputnik TV, now going to Kansas City. We have a propaganda system for our media all because of corporate America. You have to keep going back to that. I, I just can't stress it enough. You will not change a thing with a president. You will not change a thing mm. with a different Congress. You will not change a thing with a different Senate. Your party has control now. They're going to not soon and... So It'll all just stay the same. That is the game. Switch it back and forth. It's the shell game with corporate America. They feed it to both parties, guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's no secret. They feed it to both parties and keep both of them on a chain. So you have to change that first. If you're ever going to take the executive power. By the way, happy birthday, Citizens United. Yeah. Celebrating its 10th birthday this, yeah. this month. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and what's the most direct way of getting rid of Citizens United? The the amendment seems like a good idea to me. We'll never get that's it ratified. The most difficult the, path, the easiest yeah. way, is the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. and so you got to win the White House. Citizens United was on the ballot in 2016, mm-hmm. and that was the most crucial Supreme Court ruling mm-hmm. that was in the balance in 2016. So anybody that didn't vote for Clinton chose not to vote against Citizens United. That was for you, Kelly. Um, So, (laughs) we love you, Kelly, but really. Um, Anyway... Uh, he's going to come and beat me now. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoy uh, yeah, being able to converse with him. I, I listened to his episode. Yeah. I had a lot to no, say. No, he's a very, very interesting guy, but we disagree on that point. And I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, uh, and and, and to, to that same point, to this election, I, I mean, you know, 
where I I have great trepidation about you know and it's not any it's not any of the necessarily any of the front running candidates. I mean, some I like better than others, obviously, as anyone would. It's just I just the, it's not the candidates so much as their supporters mm-hmm. that just greatly worry me that they're going to just lose sight of the fact of what it is we're really what's really at stake. Well, I don't. I mean, there's only one campaign supporters. Well, one major campaign right. supporters that I'm concerned about their commitment to voting blue no matter who. Right. Everybody else seems to be on board with vote blue no matter who. But this is my preferred. There's only one that well, they it rhymes with Cerny Banders. Yeah. Right. Well, and there's you know there's David's theory of you know when this all all this shit goes down, it has to be Trump holding the bag and the Republicans holding the bag. So <laughs> no. if you don't get a Biden, no, no, so if you I don't get a Biden, if, you, if you do get Biden for the Bernie supporter, that could be their <laughs> self destruct. I mean, it really could be. I, I and I won't. But I, I can't fault them for that. I, I really can't. I cannot well, fault I can. them for I can. being so fervently for a candidate, just like Kelly was. I mean, he really liked Tulsi Gabbard. Right. I mean, he really did. I mean, and I am, I am, I am yeah. happy that he does. Yeah. I'm absolutely giddy that he found a candidate out of that fucking mangle of people that he went, wow, she and got to the edge of it. He got up out of the edge of his seat a couple of times. He was really involved with Tulsi Gabbard. Yes. Now... If you put in Biden and the same fucking shit happens and nothing goes anywhere mm-hmm. and the economy goes down and now it's Biden's fault and it's the Democrats' fault and Pelosi's fault and Schiff's fault, nope. that's the narrative from their side. I'm just saying. Right, that, no, but I'd still then rather have Biden and Pelosi and Schiff at the helm to get us out of it. Mm-hmm. To the idea of. Thinking, okay, we're going to go in the gutter and let's have Trump be holding the bag. What happens? We need a stable presidency right. you know, to and get us out of it. Otherwise, that's just another opportunity for the authoritarian mm-hmm. streak that Donald Trump... Like, in that time of crisis, do you really trust somebody like Trump to not use that to consolidate even more power for himself. So let's put Donald Trump in the Oval Office January of 2009. Right. If he had been the president in January 2009 when yeah. employment is going unemployment's flying through the roof and you know the economy is crashing, the stock market is just plummeting. You're right. I would be speaking Russian. I, <laughs> well, I mean if you just look at the first um, uh, bailout of the banks, the first tarp it was so broad that even Congress is like, wait, I know this is an emergency, but even that you gotta revise this. Mm-hmm. And so then they came back, and you know they still the it was, <laughs> it was really broad. Yeah. We're gonna give these bankers a whole bunch of money. And by really the way, scared. I just want to remind but it everybody, it have been worse. Yeah. And had Trump been president, it would have been worse. Right. But let's don't forget the bank bailout was on. The Republican Congress that went oh, yeah. through on the Bush administration oh, yeah. on the Republican that seems to be conveniently forgotten by yeah. a lot of people. But the Democrats yeah. supported it as well. Right. The Democrats were the ones who took the first draft and were like, "Whoa, no, no, no." Uh, I mean, right. You know, we want to s- s- vote yes, but we can't be voting yes for this. Come back with something real, and then they did. And okay, there was an emergency. 
second draft. Right. Be. Uh, but okay. I do, I, to your point of who do you want at the controls when there is an emergency, I, I do greatly agree with you on that. I see David's point. I mean, there's the, that's the part, the part of me that, that David made that you were talking, Rob, the part of I want to see him holding the bag when it all goes bad. Yeah, there's, there is that part of me. So, for instance, like when I check the stock market, and I go, when it goes down, there's the little devil on my shoulder that goes, good. You know, but then the part of me goes, well, yeah, but that's my 401k, dummy. Um, so you're offset in that sense. And I, I guess it'd be like saying we really can't clean up the gutters until everyone gets dysentery. You know, no, we, we know they're going to get dysentery. Let's just clean it up and avoid dysentery. Can mm-hmm. we do that? I, I suppose it's an, an inexact comparison. but um, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, let's reverse it on you guys. If, okay. it, if it ends up being Bernie as the, as, yeah. you know. Are you on board? Or are oh, you yes. are, are I, you that? I, wait a minute. Are you that that person who was complaining about not being tough enough on Syria to Obama against Bernie's policies? Are you? Are you? I like Bernie a lot. Mm-hmm. His supporters, I they're a mixed bag. Some of them are great people. You're getting some ready of them, to call people deplorable. No, some of them though are part of the problem in not being part of a united front against Trump. And so this, some of them I view as hypocrites, basically. Right. And so it's been funny because... They're not Democrats. Well, well yeah. But with, with Bernie now, you know, leading the polls in Iowa and New Hampshire, I, I put this out there. I'm like, okay, so now, you know, I have some people, hypothetically, that are Biden supporters that are saying that they won't vote for Bernie Sanders. What am I supposed to be telling them to get the, get them to vote vote blue no matter who if it's Sanders you know because I'm asking the people who are saying that they are not for they they will not commit to voting for Biden if Bi- Biden's not what is their argument to get the Biden supporters and they don't really have one I mean their whole thing is you can't vote shame don't vote you know don't try to shame, shame people vote, right into now. voting right. you know and it's like okay if you can't shame somebody into voting the right way. What is the effective way of getting somebody to vote for you know your candidate be- when the choice is so clear? Well, that's but they, you just said it. If the choice is so clear, but somebody is determined not to make the clear choice, that's an irrational person, right? Then you cannot make an argument to that. Person. Okay, and I don't think so there's, if that there's many a many group of Sanders supporters <laughs> who so are know. irrational. The guy's got a lot of supporters, and oh, I think I the people who are online the most, the ones right. that you see, the ones that you're arguing with, are a very small portion but, of Bernie. But oh, for sure, okay? for sure, and, 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 and that's why. I mean, I I'm oh, I'm happy with Sanders, mm-hmm. and there's a part of me that would feel a sense of okay, you know, this is a good thing if Sanders got it, because yes, it would bring in all these other people you know, to be active for the campaign, to you know, help push Sanders into victory in November um, I I just, I don't know if that's the best gamble, but you know that I well, look into it. When, when last month you know, when we when I had our Frank Kelly on and he was you know, advocating for Tulsi Gabbard, and I said, look, of all the candidates on the Democratic side, she's the one I like the least. But I pledge that I will vote. If she gets the nomination, yes. she has my vote. Yes. I will vote for her. Absolutely, because by a mile, she is still better than Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, by ten miles, <laughs> in that sense. And I asked him, would you vote for Joe Biden? And what was his answer? No. no. 
And, and I'm, I'm sorry to pick on Kelly again, but I'm just using him as, as an example of, I've seen this, I've run into this online with people, and I've tried to have discussions on this. And but he didn't it, say he was voting for Trump. No, Correct. but but we have but it's a refusal to recognize any vote not for the Democratic candidate is a vote for Trump, and he got very upset it's, about that notion. Well, it's not a vote for Trump, but it's not a vote against Trump. And when you okay. see a horrible possibility to do nothing to prevent that, which is what he is, his position would be if it's Biden versus Trump, if he were to not weigh in at all, he is willingly allowing that greater evil to occur and so he is culpable for that he is responsible not as much as the person who votes for let let me put it to you this way if you're given a choice to vote do you vote for the nazis or the allies and you say i'm going to vote for egypt right you go that's great not nazis (laughs) and allies what are you no uh egypt's got my vote i like egypt they got great pyramids no it's nazis and allies right they didn't put the Nazis in power, but they didn't try to stop the Nazis. Right. That's a perfect example. It isn't a vote against Trump. It's a vote against whoever the Democratic candidate is. I mean, that's who your vote is actually canceling out is the other Democratic candidate. So you're you're actually not doing any battle against Trump whatsoever. You're doing battle within your own party. I I think that's semantics. I still think, I will just say it, I think you're voting for Trump. Yes, technically you have not cast a vote for Donald Trump, but you have. You've symbolically cast a vote for him, and in a practical matter, you have. You symbolically made it clear you're okay. You see no difference between right. Trump and the Democrat when no rational person could not That's, recognize that right. there's an important difference. I mean, I, I think that if, you, you, yeah, I just, uh, we've just become so tribalized, you know, where we've just, we have this, and, and we're all... None of us are immune to it. We all do it at certain times and others where we just have a very, this is my point of view of the world, and this is the point of view of the world, and that's it. And I refuse to bend from this. And, you know, I I don't know that we don't have, (laughs) that could be a whole other series of podcasts. Why is that? Is that a social media thing? Is that a, you know, is that is that even new? No. Um, I mean, that, that gets into a very boring yeah. podcast. I'll just let you know. I've read some books on that. <laughs> okay. not, we could probably skip over that, maybe do a shorter episode. <laughs> right, right. So, I, you know, and that's that's just this, this whole, we're just in the, we're, everybody's in these silos of information. And we've, we, we're, we, we've, we've built the silos. We're, we've built them to our own personal configuration. Right. And we don't. We only let in what we want, and we don't. Let, we only put out what we want. And, and I, I just there are some of us who welcome outside information. I, I mean, I'm the type that, yeah, I want to see whatever somebody you know wants to put forward as a counter argument. Mm-hmm. Come at me, like that's. I I enjoy right. that. Yeah, I do too. You know, I like a, a healthy so, debate. Yeah. I find so few, a little of it. Right. The, but, of course, I'm talking about on Twitter, so well, that's my own yeah, yeah. I'm in the wrong <laughs> arena. Facebook is I mean, I'm on Facebook, yeah. not any better. But I, you know what? I, I refuse to. I've, uh, my, my thing about Facebook is it's clear that Zuckerberg and Facebook have weaponized uh, uh, division and discord. So my Facebook, I will no longer use it for that. And so now I just strictly use it for I keep in touch with people and I maybe post things on our Socially neutral, yeah. and I just I, I, I try to stay away from politics on Facebook because they have, they've literally 
monetized and weaponized division and discord. So mm-hmm. when you think you're doing, you know, I mean, we all know we're not changing anyone's mind. And if Facebook as a corporation is going to use my discord back against me, I'm not going down that road. But um, to the broader point, though, of getting different perspectives, I read a great article um, on Politico. There's a writer called Tim Alberta. Yeah. Who, right, and he's from the Brighton area. His father used to be the uh, pastor at uh, Cornerstone Evangelical Church, very conservative, you know, evangelical Christian church. He, Tim Albert is, I think, a decent writer, pretty good writer for Politico. He just wrote an article. He's back in Michigan. He's covering the state from Michigan. I think he's home taking care of family. Maybe his father. I'm not sure. Um, but he just wrote an article. Uh, he went to the gun show at Birch Run two weekends ago. And it's a great read because he said basically, first of all, it's it's it was a tri- a Trump tribal gathering is how he described it. And what and you might hear that description and go, oh, okay, well this is going to be. He it, it's a very evenly well written piece from that perspective of these folks who who it it was an interesting thing because. The guns were secondary to why they were there. Right. They were really there for to come out and be together. It was a rally where they felt, you know, safe you, space it was them. a safe space for them to wear the you yeah. know "Make America Great Again" hat and and uh, you know uh, and he talked to a lot of these people and a broad range of folks from a, a, a tree trimmer to social worker with a degree, broad range of folks who were all Trump supporters. Almost all of the people that he talked to would agreed with him to the extent that they wish they they think Trump is rude, they think he's crude, they think he does not act in a presidential manner. They wish he would stop tweeting. They're all still going to vote for him. Um, and when the question comes, well, if you think that, why would you still vote for him? And you, and the number one answer seemed to be, well, the Democrats have gone crazy. Mm-hmm. You go, okay. What, what are the and I and I'm thinking okay so they're thinking Medicare for all socialism and all that yeah that was some of the responses but a lot of it was well they're because they're giving the world to the gays you're like oh, okay um, and so there was a lot of that and then there was also the perspective of well uh, they because the Democrats make all white paint all white people as racist and there was one gentleman who said, you know, well, I'm white, I'm a white man, so I guess I'm just a racist. That's what the Democrats think. So what are you going to do? I'm just a racist, I guess. And then he proceeded to tell the classic story of his best friend, the black person. Yeah. And that means he's not a racist. I, and I will, I will go find that on political, read it. It is a great read. And I will say this. It is very, not sympathetic, but I think it's very fair to their point of view and how they view the world. And it's completely opposite of my point of view, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Um... But it was a fair view of how they view the world, and it did give me a little insight. I had more questions when I was done reading it than than I had when I started, but I I guess we need more of that. Uh, And and the problem is, is is there any on the other side? That's the problem. There's nobody on Fox that I know of, nobody on Breitbart for sure, that's saying, let's go to... San Francisco, or let's go to New York, or, you know... Uh, but see, all those things in, in rural America have been happening. I mean, just because right. just because Trump, they're all wearing their Trump shirts now, doesn't mean that they had different views back then. Now they have a hero. 
Well, now they have something to coalesce around. Well, a lot of these people were disaffected Democrats. They were tribal in that arena with all the cowboy hats on. If I would have went in there with pink shorts and a, you know, a preppy shirt on, I would have been picked on just as much in Birch Run, dressing like that outside of their tribe, as me going in as a non-Trump supporter. What's different now is it's encompassed a lot of different groups. It's encompassed a lot of rural America, encompassed a lot of white supremacist groups. All of these people like his brash ways. So, that is America. That's my point, is that is America. America wants John Wayne. They want somebody to come in just like Wyatt Earp and say, there's no more fucking guns, and smack somebody over the head with a gun to do it. (laughs) They want that in America... To make themselves feel safe. So they, they're after this authoritarian view of America in their own mindset. And that's their own tribe. That's been happening for centuries. What's different now is we don't have any cult of personality on the other side. We used to have a JFK. We used to have people that, that actually brought good ideas to the table and made empowering speeches and people would listen to them because there was no fucking phones and anything else on to listen to but those were the days when we had strong figures you know that would rise up out of the democratic party and take control the closest thing i've seen to that in the last 20 years is bernie and hillary period obama did it but then like was so beholden to somebody that he became ineffective. No. The only people yeah, oh yeah. No. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you you look at the at the at the defense stocks. As he was pulling it stuff out. <laughs> Check it out one day. Um yeah, he was beholden to a lot of people in Wall Street and the defense he, to get that election. And that's where he got his groundswell. Well, he I, got his groundswell doing the same shit that, that Trump is doing with the I think the truth is probably people. somewhere in the middle of that but, I, I mean, he ran on hope and change, and there, that that's not how he governed. Uh, right. You know, I, but he, for various reasons. No, no, but, no, 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 no. He, his actions were in line with what he campaigned on. What was the unexpected variable was McConnell pledging on day agreed. one to obstruct everything. And that was just incompatible. That was a, def- you know, the Republicans defeated his hope and change by taking that strategy, which nobody could have predicted because that had never happened. It, it was unprecedented for the president to have to find his long-form birth certificate that nobody has access to and put it out there. And then four, you know, eight years later, when a Republican is running who was born in Canada, nobody says a word. Nobody cares that, you know, yes... What was the whole point of the long-form birth certificate? Even if he had been born in Kenya, he would just be Ted Cruz. It's the same thing. Right. So he faced a opposition that unprecedented. From, from unprecedented. the, I, I, yeah. from the, who, the from corporate the, media. Okay. Why was corporate media so against Barack Obama? Well, I was. I, I, I would. There's the question of the because day. Because they are biased towards sensationalism, and if things are going well. And they don't get the clicks. They they need the mm-hmm. conflict. That's I would say Republicans are masters at the spin. Mm-hmm. They're master. First of all, they know how to, they know how to play the ref. All right. If the ref is the media, they know how to play the ref. Mm-hmm. They know how to 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 you know lobby their case. And Democrats continue in a large. And I I mean I just think sometimes I scratch my head because 
they keep wanting to take the high road, and I'm like, the high road got dynamited decades yeah, ago. Yeah. It's gone. We're, uh, we're I'm not saying the I'm not saying we sink <laughs> to the levels that they do, but I'm like, I, I think we have to realize this is it's all out. I mean, it is this is all out politics, and it's it, look, Democrats can do all out politics. It's not an unheard of thing, uh, but it's time to get it together, boys, and 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 girls, uh, and. Um, <clears throat> And everything in between, and get get we need to come. But we're not. We're all fractured. Right. It's this fractured of and this party that can nothing. And there's no one to unite it. And I guess back to Obama. And I just wanted to make this point. Whatever criticism is, I have of Obama, and I still think he's extremely popular with Democrats. Whether you're a Bernie supporter, mm-hmm. I think, or even a Gabbard supporter. I would say there's probably a lot of Gabbard supporters that would be, not all of them, but I'm just saying in that wide gulf, and almost everybody in between, I think he's still extremely popular, and whatever candidate, if they run away from Obama, they're idiots. They're complete morons if they don't say, once there's a nominee to say, please, (laughs) what will you help me? What what will you do to help me get elected? Mm -hmm. I hope that he would do it. Um, but, uh, I, I also think that they, so for instance, to look at Elizabeth Warren or, or Bernie with Medicare for all, I, it perplexes me that this is their key component because in a sense, I think it is running away from Obamacare and it is, it's why are they not taking the signature achievement of that presidency? Because that's been gutted. Uh, yeah. only and reason, saying, the only and, but, reason we but have making the point, because but, making the, but it, it may be gutted, but it's still there and it can be refilled. Yeah. It can be rebuilt. And say, yeah, Medicare for All is a great goal. This is our goal. Down the road, we want to get there someday. Not today. Not the next four years. It's not going to happen because yeah, it's I, not. I, Let's. I just me personally, it is not. That is not a possibility. Have you heard Bernie actually say that on day one? I'm coming in for Medicare for all. No, but the implication, or let's put it this way, is the interpretation by the goal. electorate is that is his goal to get Medicare but, but, for all. But don't. It isn't but, happening. But, you're day ta- one. but if that's what you're talking about on the campaign trail, that is what your campaign is about. Well, they should be talking about. We need to stop. Th- th- People are benefiting from Obamacare. People who voted for Donald Trump in 2016 are benefiting from Obamacare. Kansas just expanded. Fucking Kansas just expanded Medicare. Finally, because Democrats took over. All right? And so people in Kansas are finally getting some of the benefits of this program. Why would you not make an explicit appeal directly to them to say, elect me and we will return that program to what it was meant to be, and we will stop the Republican attacks on your health care. Yes. That should be the number one argument point from every Democratic candidate. Medicare for all, to me, is, I just think it's a losing, it is a losing strategy. Stop these it's a losing battles. strategy. You cannot stop these court battles that the Republicans have waged since day one. They are still ongoing. Right. Those <clears throat> are going to dismantle that law. No, no, no. The Most of the dismantlement. Where do those courts? Where do those court battles start from? They start from an executive branch saying we are no longer going to enforce this. If suddenly there's a president there saying, "Guess what? 
We're now enforcing this. Here's my executive order. It is now being enforced. Court case, bye bye. Yeah. Okay. And it, and make that or and if look if they, and yes the Republicans will attack it and they'll try to take it to court if they want to fight this in the courts great let's fight it in the courts all right but let's fight it mm-hmm. why are we running away we're just going to just go well the Republicans didn't want it so I guess we can't have it no, that no, is I really mean, what that argument is those lawyers are in court every day fighting it I know and, and they're but, losing but in, I, in this but the this lawyers aren't running for, but the lawyers aren't running for the White House. The people that are running for the White House, this should be their number one thing that they talk about every fucking time. If you elect me, I will make sure that the Republicans stop taking away your health care. That your kids will, and remind them what it is. Your kids will stay on your insurance till they're 26. There will be no pre, you know, condition pre-coverage, uh, or exclusions. And all of the other things. We will do a prescription drug well, and, negotiation. And we'll do what was originally intended, which was the public option. Right. That and is we're going the to next step. Because, yes, now you're saying that Sanders isn't saying Medicare for all on day one. He doesn't have an interim step. That is his only health care step, the same though. with Warren. And so, well, no, I, she finally backed off and, and said there's a multi-step thing. But that's, so, you know, if you, if you, Sanders is only saying Medicare for all is all that's acceptable and nothing in between. That is part of the problem. I, I don't. Know, I just my question though for either of you to change the whole system. That's what you guys are afraid of is the unknown of the change in system. Oh, yeah, I'm a moderate because I recognize there are unintended consequences whenever you do anything, mm-hmm. and so I prefer incremental changes to be able to better handle those unintended consequences. If you were to pass Medicare for all. A year from now, and that means that all those private insurance companies basically dissolve. What happens? You can't predict everything that's going to happen from that hit to the economy. So let's do it incrementally. Let's work our way to that so we can better right. adjust. And, I'm not and saying give up Medicare for no, all. Yeah, get to I, it. Talk about it on the campaign, but talk about it as that is our goal. In the meantime, we need to defend Obamacare. Call it Obamacare. Yes. Call it Obamacare. Yeah, Affordable Care. It's Obamacare, which they tagged it. The Republicans tagged yeah. it as Obamacare, and I say wear it proudly. Yes. Call it Obamacare. Wear that proudly. I mean, didn't Trump already change it? I mean, he's got his own health no. care. No, that one. Didn't no, that was the thumbs down of John McCain. Right. That's the only reason, because yeah, their whole thing was repeal and replace, mm-hmm. and okay, we can't think of what to replace. So we're just going to try to repeal. Let's just repeal it, and we'll yeah. replace it. Trust us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thankfully. <laughs> You know, the three senators, Murkowski, Collins, and McCain, voted yeah. no, and so they saved it. For now. Yeah. Question. Next week is Iowa. Yeah. If you were an Iowa caucus goer, okay. who's, uh, whose camp would you be? We were going to ask that question. Because uh, I, I would Bernie. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, Bernie? It's, yeah. 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 I, mean I, I think that right. he is the only smart choice at this point. He has a groundswell. He has millions of people that yeah. are and fervently me, happy for him oh, and yeah. want him to win. And, and the caucus is um, where you, you, if like you literally go into somebody's Iowa. house or a meeting place and yes. you, you literally caucus into a group. Like yes. You, you, you yeah. separate yourself right. into right. groups. People give speeches. Hey, come to our group. And you can go from one group. You can start in one group yeah. well, before they count. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. You, there's a. I think. See, a I feel like I would be moving from group to group. Yeah. Each yeah. speech, I'd be like, oh shit, yeah, that's a good point. Well, because well, I would be that type that I would kind of feel it out because there's a lot of candidates that I like that 
you know, they have to hit 15% of whatever's in the room in order to make it to the second round. Right. Then the second round is what really matters. Right. And so if they don't make 15%, they, that group dissolves and they've got to find another home. So I would be the type that is trying to see, okay, who's close to getting to 15? Right. All right, I'm going to jump in there. Cause, Make a difference. Yeah. Like, well, now, I, wait a minute. So you would vote for somebody that you didn't? I uh, like you didn't all of our let, candidates. That you didn't really want to support just to stick around? I, I, I no, no, miss no, 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 no. It's that I'm not hardcore for anybody right oh, okay, now, and okay. I like so them you all. So you might wishy-washy through the, through the whole night. I might yeah. let this guy one yeah, like, and that guy next minute. You know, whether it's Amy Klobuchar, or even Andrew Yang, or, you know, Pete Buttigieg, or if if, if there's a candidate who, I, because I like them and I want to see them get something out of Iowa, I'm going to, mm. you know, try to, okay, if I can help make that difference so that way they make it to the second round so they're getting a delegate. That is, but now wait a minute! Isn't that just shooting? We were just talking about this. Yeah. Is you voting for that person who isn't really qualified? Let's say he, he might have fourteen percent without Jordan and fifteen percent with Jordan. Yeah, but the other guy, uh, uh, you know, let's say it's Sanders and Biden at the top yeah. of the ticket. Sanders, Biden, Sanders Warren, and Biden. they all have twenty-five percent ish. Right. Yeah. So you would vote for the, the the person that would get over the edge. Yeah, I, I would try to make it so that way there's... Just so they could get to the second round and then you'd ditch them? No, I'd probably... Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, no, I'm I'm just I, trying I, to figure I, out yeah. this mentality of why you wouldn't vote for the guy that you actually like Because I don't have a what single he, one what that What if I he like only first. had 14%, the guy that you really like? Well, then I would have... Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's where... I don't have anyone. I don't... Like, I... I I've donated I'm, to Beto I'm torn as and well too. Biden and Amy. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, but if you said, pick right now, you got to pick right this yeah. second... I mean, there's a part of me, and I, I can't even really defend it in the sense that I would... I, I, part of me wants to say Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. But then I go... I have no... It's just... It's like an instinctual thing almost. And I go, is that my white privilege showing? Well, he's a white male, so somehow I identify with him. Well, I, if I, I would have gone with Kamala speaks. Harris. We're, honestly, if she were still in the race, I would have gone with Kamala Harris. That was my top yeah. candidate. But not, not there anymore. So if it's not Pete Buttigieg... You know, honestly, it would be Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because, and I think she's making a fundamental mistake, as is Bernie, by not, and you said she's, and you're right, she did somewhat say there are some medium steps in this, but uh, she, I think it was a mistake to roll it out. Now it's backtracked. Right. It was a mistake to roll that out. As it, you, it's been such a stupid purity test that you have to be on board with Medicare for all, you know, from the get-go, or else but, it's not. But I, I, I look at for that who, who, I who can I mean because at this point you're like who do I because the primaries are who do you like the most and then the general is you know it's you between these the two best it's, option, it's yeah. your best option and but but also primaries are who do I think can win right you know um, and I guess if 2016 taught us anything is like you can never say for sure someone's no. going to because I thought for sure. Someone was going to win, and they didn't. And I thought for sure someone wasn't, and they did. So uh, I think what the hell Amy do I know? has the least amount of baggage. Right. I think you know because they all have pluses for me. I like certain things. Well, she yells at her staff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I oh, love no. the comb she, story. She yells. Right. She, 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 she ate her salad yeah. with a comb. That's it. You're out. Made it to the fucking national press. Right. 
good <laughs> fucking <laughs> lord. Just, ah! Imagine if that was a story about Trump. Imagine if oh. it was a story that he came that came out that he threw you know a comb or a fork at somebody and he yelled at them. Right. We saw that on live TV with the Apprentice. That was, yeah, right. He's not a nice boss. Right. So I mean, yeah, she's got the least amount of baggage, and that's where I'm attracted to that as putting our nominee because I think each of our nominees has a path to victory. I'm right. optimistic. We're three men sitting here, and let, yes. so having acknowledged that, can a woman win? Yeah. Ooh, the big battle. The, yeah, oh yeah, the Bernie's uh, war oh, yeah. battle. I, I a woman would have won without a woman Russia did win the popular or, well, but it would have won the electoral college without Russia or without Comey or without right. there okay. was so you know right. he Trump drew an inside straight flush to beat her four of a kind pretty, yeah. and you know that was I don't yeah. it was uh, okay I don't know I have to admit man, I don't know enough about Klobuchar I really don't know enough about her at this point, though. I, I would probably she's sharp in the te- in the Senate. I really like you know. watching her in the but, Senate. But look, if it was up to but understand, you know, that, I like I Bernie too. Burgers. I like I Bernie too. If I had a magic wand and I get to decide, I mean, right. part of me says, "What's the the best tonic for four years of Donald Trump?" It might be four years of Bernie Sanders. Part mm-hmm. of me says, "If I could myself make that happen." I'm not sure it's so sure that I wouldn't because you know, it, that's the thing that everybody does the equations about yeah. because if you get Sanders in there with the Senate uh, staying the same and maybe even losing the House, you know Sanders is ineffective and you're not right. getting anything. You know? Right. And so the the point of it is is if in that environment if you had a Biden against that type of a environment you actually might get more things you know with somebody who wouldn't go in there and you know berate them for medicare for all you right know? well we're, we're getting close to, to wrapping up but but talking about democrats turning the tide you know look what happened in virginia where democrats finally took the house of what's the house of burgesses there i think yeah. uh their lower house after 30 years of republican domination and what happens? <laughs> Everyone gets their guns literally and comes to the Capitol. Okay. Um, uh, so, I. And, and, you know, and, don't you think that was a mistake, though, too? Like in his first year to to, to go after such a hot button topic of like but, that. But maybe, the Democrats are, are you know, but we they're always being, send to But do that's that, my point. You know, that was my point. That's you know, exactly my point about. The Democrats, had, but there were no more activists, and frankly, not nearly as activists as Republicans have been all those years. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they feel like we're in. We're not going to sit back and waste this time. Mm-hmm. Let's get shit done. And they didn't propose. I mean, basically, they proposed a red flag law. Right. Hello, yeah. you know. Um, and this is everyone's now. And you know, here in Livingston County, we just had the sanctuary, you know, county movement come to our own county board of commissioners. Uh, and then some in, in an intimidating fashion, in all school. you know, <laughs> right many after. many of them, you know, openly wearing their guns, which is legal. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine, but it, I, I, it's just completely unnecessary. Um, there's no, first of all, yes, because of all of that anti-gun legislation that's coming out of Lansing right yeah. now. Oh boy, they better be prepared for that. But it, it almost, and this is what I was thinking about today, it's almost like a warning shot because I, I feel like they they know. That they're not in the majority. They know. And that the laws are beginning to change, especially here in Michigan. We've changed the voting mm-hmm. laws, and uh, we're going to redistrict differently in a couple of years. And oh, yeah. I think they see, like, their uh, minority hold is loosening, and that 
soon Democrats are going to come in, and when they do, like in Virginia, they're going to do something common sense. It is not a radical thing to say we need to have a red flag law. If you are clearly mentally imbalanced, you do not need to have access to weapons. That's the heart of the whole Trump cult 45, right? right? Is that we really aren't the majority of thinking in America, and we are lucky to have this right now, and we will never, ever have another guy that badmouths the Democrats worse than this guy now. On and on and on. That's the that's the whole nexus. Is they realize that this was like a, a see, but and I know, but, but I hear a lot of people it, say it was a squeaker, and they know right. But I hear a lot of Democrats and progressives who worry about you know, uh, well, they you know that there's going to be like a civil war or there could be violence. I'm not saying that's not a real threat. It, it certainly is. I don't worry about it. I, I think a lot of these guys are. I, I, honestly, I'm not saying that they're not committed to their Second Amendment values, and I'm not saying I don't support the Second Amendment. But I'm just saying that I think for a lot of them, uh, and this is, you know, my outside perspective, and it's probably stereotypical, but I just think a lot of them, I, I don't think that, I, I think they talk tough. I think the actual. I think if a bullet flew over their head in anger, I think they'd crap their pants and run the other way. No, I, I think for I don't a lot know about that, but I think there's bad apples in every group, just like the Sanders group, just like Hillary's group, mm. just like Biden's group, who went after who went after Bernie's group for saying that he was. Did you cut see Social Security and Medicare? Did you see a lot of the guys dirty. at that rally? And, and did you I, did I, you I, see I, the hashtag that was trending Meal Team Six? I think most of because them. Because them all these guys look like they haven't missed a meal in a while. Well, what I'm saying is, out of that, what was it, twenty thousand? You will have. 60 guys who are off their rocker enough to actually go and hold up a store. I mean, they fucking right. the the Bundys did it out in the middle right, of fucking right, nowhere where, right. you know, the only time they were, right, right. No, the were going to get shot at was, you know, watching I'm talking about the notion the, of a mass movement of, miles off. I'm talking about a mass movement of violence. Uh, yes, there's no. always going to be individuals and, yeah. and small fringe, truly fringe groups that would do that. And then, But and the that's mass where, movement of violence, I don't think so. And that's where even the 2A guys will be on the side of the military to squash that shit. You know, if they're taking over a town somewhere, the two A guys will be on the side of the military. I mean, they, you, you can't group all those people. It's the same guys in Birch Run. They're the heartland of America. They have values. They have ideas. They have uh, empires of land and barn and scrap metal and all kinds of shit that they love, and they are not going to give it up. But they do. Oh appreciate their, you know, law and order. That's you know? a that's so a book if title. Some, if something comes out, that is a book oh, title. Empires of Barns and Scrap Metal. Yeah, that's right. Nice. That's how you win up north. Yeah. I've been going up north for a long time. I go out in these weird ass places. That's what they're the game they're all playing is the one with the most scrap metal wins I, when they die. I'm telling you, that something. That's something. It's a book title or something to buy. But I just love that notion. So, all right. Well, I don't, you know why do they buy it? It's not like they do. <laughs> They bought it somewhere um, and drug it there to their yard, um, and there it sat for We sit years. in your barn as you say <laughs> this. Well, I, I maybe they got it for free. I, I see a few free. things stacked here <laughs> as well. That's okay. As, as Jordan well, sits next to a lawn tractor. That I'm working on right now, it's indoors. That's a big difference. Right. Indoors I, means right. you are working on it. That's Wait a good point. Or something. Good point. All right. Fair, fair it distinction. It goes outside. You forgot about it. You're setting your beer on it now. All right. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. What do you think the vote will be in the Senate? Oh, fifty-three forty-seven. We're not okay. getting any. Jordan, 
That's what I put money on. But yeah. I will put money on it not occurring this week. I think that the witnesses, and so it'll get dragged out past the State of the Union, All which right. should be a victory for us that, you know, if witnesses are actually called, that alone should be a victory. Fifty-three forty-seven. Republicans to acquit. To yeah. acquit. Yes, yeah. right. Okay. Find not guilty, I guess. Right. I mean, we know really he's going. We know he's going to be acquitted. He's always impeached at this point. Right. Oh, he's right? always forever, it's like for being ever indicted. impeached. It's forever like being indicted. Impeached. Yeah. Impeached. Right. Okay. I'll have to look that one up. I'll, but I'll, impeached I'll just has a better. Yeah. It has just there's a connotation to being impeached. Yeah. That I just like, <laughs> um, for him especially. Uh, but if we if we don't get one Republican senator, it will be. You know, all-out war on Democrats. It will. I mean, it will be the, on that side of the aisle. I mean, there's a part of me that wants to go. There's a part of me that wants to go. It'll probably be fifty-four, forty-six. They'll probably knock off a yeah, Democrat. Mansion. You know, it'll probably be Mansion. I mean, you know, He's is that is record. that it? You mentioned Mansion. Is that an impossibility? Yeah. Well, then if he's running for governor. Yeah. If he's running for governor, then yeah, he would. Yeah. So we could. Yeah. You could but see if he's staying in the Senate, he'll be he'll be mm-hmm. uh, right. vote against Trump. So. All right, I'm I, just just to be a contrarian, I'll say fifty-two forty-eight. Mm-hmm. I'll be a glass half full guy. One guy, yeah. Romney, I'll knock off Romney. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, but he's such a wimp. Romney, Romney, because I think he wants to run for president again. He wants to be a, a contender. You know, I, I would have said, said Susan Collins, but I feel like she's just she's all in now. She's yeah. she's all in. <laughs> Saturday so. Night Live one was great. Who do you predict will win Iowa? Iowa. Bernie, probably Bernie. Yeah, yeah. For I mean, the Democrats, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but okay. So then, New Hampshire. Bernie. Well, Michigan's in between, though, right? No, 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 no. Oh. Michi- no, and that's where I'm grateful. We okay. were after. Are we Su- after. We're the week after Su- Super Tuesday, so we get to see yeah. how Super Tuesday weeds the field, and then make okay. our decision. And so I'm going to be much happier at that point. Having a, I'm, I'm glad we're not going first. I yeah. wouldn't want that responsibility right now. Yeah, all those damn politicians come there every time. Yeah. Do all their well, little things you know, and I, your schools. I've already shit. said, look, I voted for Bernie in the last primary. You know, I don't know. Over and again. I've pulled all the young people that I know that aren't old enough to vote, and they all say Bernie. I, I mean, I look, feel if that he, I, that's kind of my job as a. It, Middle-aged man. If I remember being young, still, I'm not to that point of give me all my pennies. I I can I can have a little bit (laughs) of uh, you know grace towards the younger generation at this age. Yeah. So look, if he starts rolling with it, I mean, if he rolls out of Iowa and then rolls into Super Tuesday, and oh shit, okay. Well, I it's Biden shouldn't start winning until South Carolina and then maybe Nevada and then you know you got Super Tuesday where. Biden's got a lot. I just edge. don't know. Biden has handled himself so poorly oh, yeah. in all God, this. I know the worst, and I'm like, no. But he's still sorry, got Joe. his twenty. I'll vote for if you're the nominee, yeah. but I just I don't see me voting for him in the primary. Oh no, no, I really I, don't. I, I, I just, I just, I'm just such a disappointment. I'm like, uh and, and the thing was, I feel like this was an opportunity that was hand, a political opportunity that was handed to him. And it was so mismanaged, yeah, so good. poorly handled. First of all, you get your your dumbass son out here with you, and you just explicit just admit what we all know. Yes, he got the job at Barisma because he's my son. Yes, welcome to the world that we fucking live in. It was a mistake. Yeah, I love. We shouldn't have done it. 
And, you know, uh, not shouldn't have done it, but well, not, never say that. But it, just say, yes, well, I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't do anything that... Biden, Joe Biden, didn't do anything true. differently because of that. You know, yeah, you, you got he got a job but, because of his, who his father is, but not... His but father just didn't do anything but he to get just, him the job. He needs to acknowledge it. You're, right. Actually, let me amend that. Tell Hunter Biden to go away. Okay. Shut up. Here's a cabin. Netflix, get out. And then, yes, he, but he should acknowledge. He should be upfront and say... Look, clearly my son was using the family name mm-hmm. uh, as is part of our system. And then, I mean, I thought when the minute the president went after us, I just think he should have just completely turned the tables and said, Mr. Yeah. President, if you want to talk about children and nepotism, I would be glad yeah. to have that debate with you. Right. And I say, let's talk about our children. And what they've accomplished, and how they got where they are. Let's have that conversation, please. You know, but he didn't, and he, he's just mishandled it ever since. Something yeah. unrelated, but interesting, because with Kobe Bryant and his dad, okay. uh, I had mentioned to my wife, like, yeah, you know, it's a tragedy, you know, for his family and all that. But that's the same tragedy that Joe Biden faced in 1972 or whatever mm-hmm. it was when his wife and daughter. Right. And died in a car accident were hit by mm-hmm. and and so now to think like you know forty years from now, if Kobe Bryant's wife and you know their other daughter you know are in the news, I mean this was that you can identify Biden as having been in that situation, and it's interesting to see that Hunter you know suffering that tragedy at the age of three has grown up now to be a nuisance for his father's uh, mm. presidential campaign interesting perspective. No one would turn down that job. Right, no, yeah. Right. No one. That's what I'm saying. Just acknowledge No one it. would turn down oh, Acknowledge it. giving you job. It wasn't millions. It was yeah. a six-figure right. job. Yeah. Meh. Period. I mean, no one would turn down yeah. that job. It's, an, it's, a, it's a well-paid position. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. But just acknowledge that, yes, he was, yes, of course, it was. he was trading on the influence and and, and I guess also he was trading on the name, not even the influence. Like yeah. there was no influence. Is the yeah, whole well, the influence of the name. Hey, look, his father was the sitting vice president. Right. Well, so it's yeah, the there's it's the trophy aspect of hey, you know, they right. get to say exactly. that they have a Biden but on the board. But just acknowledge it. But it's not like the Biden is actually doing anything. But, but, but I just think that Biden has shown that his political instincts are are shot. They're just they're they're not what they used to be. I think ten years ago he would have handled this much differently. Now it just seems to be. I don't know if he. If he's listening to the wrong people, or he himself doesn't, have, it just it just seems like it's one unforced error after another on this whole thing, yes. where they've been handed an opportunity, they've been handed a megaphone, a national media megaphone, and they've blown it every time they've used it. Uh, and then okay. he gets caught being mad at people who like would bring up Bernie or somebody else at his rallies. You know that, that all of the other candidates. One stands out to me just for the tagline. We're always talking about make it fucking stupid, simple. And it's not me, it's we with a little fucking Bernie face on it. I mean, that's that's a different mentality of a politician. And he he rolls with that different mentality at every rally. And he has people that come along with him to do that same thing. So, in my mind, the only chance the Democratic Party has is burning. And we all have to get on board and come up with the things that you have to say to your Biden friends and come up with the things that you have to say to your Klobuchar friends about his policies. Because 
you were talking about the, the, the ramifications of Medicare for All. Well, that's not really what he talks about. He really isn't like giving you step by step. He's talking about no one should fucking be bankrupt in this country. Right. For getting sick, and that's a powerful message. It isn't. It isn't it's a, a wonky message, shit yeah. that gets you know. And the, the easiest, the news. clearest way to achieve that is to re, is to strengthen Obamacare is and bring to get that back. Support yeah. first for whatever right. the thing may be, but you have to get support. You have to get people on your side saying, "Boy, that is shitty." But right now, they don't even say that. There's millions of people who. Fucking have no idea what insulin costs, and have no idea what the pharmaceutical companies have been doing, raping and pillaging each one of these drugs for thirty-five years and raising the prices. They just don't care. So it has to be bring them into the fold first, gain support, get that population to be on your side. And at this point in the game, I think we do all have to decide. You know, who is going to really be the best chance against this guy, this Trump? And I just, to me, the vice president is always the goofball job. Why would we want the goofball to be our president now? It's, it's just as plain as day to me. I mean, he has so many gaffes they could go back to. I mean, it's worse than Trump even sometimes because wow. he's been in he's been in politics so long that he's got these things. Mike Pence might change that dynamic, though. I wouldn't want him either. Oh, I'm not saying I'd want, <laughs> you know? I'm not saying I'd want him, and, but and in terms of being... And but I hear Pence is on his way out. Is he Trump's looking for somebody else to, to be the running mate for this I'm just saying, energetic campaign? I, I, but, but, but Pence, I mean, maybe it's a good thing Pence isn't... Because Pence is, I think, everything and worse that Trump is, but he's smart enough to, to, keep, his to, to <laughs> keep his mouth shut and do... Because the American people aren't by and large, aren't all that savvy. And as long as you look the part and say the right things, even if what you do is exactly the opposite of what you say, people just go, oh, he's... I mean, it's the George W. Bush effect. Yeah. So, So anyway. All right. That's it. We're going to be past this impeachment phase, probably, by the time Or we'll all be dead of Kung Flu. Yeah. Now that we'll all be wearing masks next time. Yeah. Don't worry. And then we'll need medic. You know what? Don't worry, I have hermetic plastic hidden. We can just roll it down. Oh. We're all good. Okay. Yeah. I keep that away. Medic plastic for all. Medic plastic for all. <laughs> Only here at the bunker. Sorry, not here. This song is called "Baby Don't You Cry."
find more episodes of The No Cry Zone at thenocryzone.com. Tweet Rob, John, and Dave at No Cry Zone. And find The No Cry Zone on Facebook. Listen to every Abnormal Entertainment show on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, our YouTube channel, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to visit abnormalentertainment.com. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.